0: But like, I've stood her up a few times, like twice. I'm like, yeah, we'll meet up. And then I'm like, "Ah," like last minute when she's already like at a Starbucks, I'm like, I can't make it. And it's just one of those like social anxiety things. Like I'm, I'm not proud of it. It's just like, I don't know if you can relate to that at all. Like for me, it's, I can't get out of the car sometimes. Like I'll just show up and I'm in the car and I'm like, I can't get out. Like it's, it's a very weird thing. I don't know if you can relate to that at all. It might just be. Someone who's fucked up that <laughs> that has that, but <laughs> but I, I've just stood her up a few times, and like I'm very big on like I know when I've strained a relationship, and I'm like I don't deserve to even go for an ask, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's where I'm at with her, but um, I'll, I'll mend that fence. She's just too cool to to not want to do something. I think.
1: Yeah, she's she's that kind of person that she's not gonna say no to you, you know? I hope so, especially you know she knows that you grind and all that and she's well aware of what you do I could grind know. way harder and she knows that yeah. you know that's why she'd be more than happy to come on and I
0: hope so I hope so I I got to I got to make that happen um but without further ado I mean we're we're doing it we're live we got the video we got the audio man I'm here with I'm here with a good dare I say friend um Carlos Diaz and uh it's so good to have you on the podcast man you came to my my home studio and and that means a lot um I asked you, you know, um, I know you just got out of work. So talking about the grind, you know, was this an overnight thing? No, it's a 4 a.m. till 1230 thing. I call that overnight. It used to be worse, but now it's... I mean, that's brutal. So you coming out and then coming to do this, I mean, I I greatly appreciate it, man. It does not go unnoticed. So thanks very much for being on the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So you came locked and loaded. Uh, But before we get into what I know you want to get into, and I, I definitely want to hear it, uh, let's just introduce you to the audience. Um, how long have you been in Austin, and what do you do?
1: Uh, we've been in Austin. My family and we moved out here. Uh, it's going to be five years in October. Um, but I have family in Dallas. Who's, my brother's been there almost his whole life. So, And I'm from Los
0: Angeles. I almost forgot that. <laughs> oh, no hate. You're not going to get any hate from me. I'm not one of those California guys. <laughs> but you're
1: from there, like born and bred? Born in Los Angeles. Wow. I lived in... And the housing projects what do you mean housing projects it's if you to see that on the map it's the projects and just metal factory train tracks and just water and power and it's just people living in the middle of all that mess and then there's china down and dodger stadium and city hall and all that stuff so when i say la yeah it's la it's
0: right in the middle wow yeah that's crazy man and uh so what what brings you to Austin? That means you started your family over there.
1: Yeah, um, well, my wife and I we we had been wanting to move out here since 06. Um, and mainly because our kids were a lot younger then, and we wanted to go somewhere where we felt, at, you know, the schools are better. Mm-hmm. I, I got information from my brother, and my wife did a lot, a lot of research, and and she she knew that Texas school district was better, and 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 the, the points that the school systems had for the schools themselves were way higher than. what what we what we know of and um so we planned but then the crash of 08 i think oh yeah uh, that kind of the housing crash kind of messed everything up and put everything on the back burner so we just waited and i i was already at the mindset that oh it's not gonna happen so just stay and do whatever i can and make the most of it and then it did we were able to move um going on five years ago and um i was working at that time i was working for costco so it was pretty easy for me to asked for a transfer and it happened pretty quick so once it happened quick it was like oh man we gotta we gotta our house was for sale and uh so it sold and then the transfer happened it was just like boom 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 next you know we're on the road <laughs> and we're driving and we're heading you know here well you know. so you
0: drove over here yeah yeah U haul yeah everything yeah
1: all that and you have <clears throat> the one daughter or i have, have two no my son who's gonna be 18 holy uh, smokes on the 19th and my daughter she's gonna be
0: 14. She's such a big girl. I remember when I first got here in 2016, she was little and now I see that she's turning into like a young woman. It's yeah. like, what? I know, it's I know. just scary, dude. And so you live with an 18 year old. Yeah. Is that terrible?
1: No, no. He's really cool. You know, I, I've never, I I, I kind of just watch him do his thing, you know, and, 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 and the way he communicates with his friends and what he's into and, and he knows, uh, you know, growing up, he, uh, he's been in a bunch of little home movies and stuff that I put him in. So he knows the dad and filmmaker and all that stuff. I've never said, son, you know, one day I hope you, none of that. I just, I didn't push it on him. Uh, uh, our, our pastime is to go to the movie theater and, you know, catch a flick. Um, but it came out of him. So I took him to see, there's always a one movie, I think, that happens to all of us. That we go and we watch it and it's like, oh man, I want to I do something like that. And for him, it was uh, mid-90s so oh, really? I, I took him to the alamo and, uh, that's raptured. good i
0: think jonah hill would be proud of that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah for sure because i mean he was inspired mm-hmm. to be a director and this, this is his debut film so i don't know what his first movie was but uh <clears throat> it's cool like i like i call it the lightning bolt moment when it when it comes and it hits you yeah what was yours um i still haven't seen mid-90s oh dude it's great i need to watch it
1: um and it's four by three. Is it? Yeah. No, but it's not like, uh, you'll get it. Why I, like so I like that. It uh, makes, there was a it, movie it just, I
0: saw recently that was a very weird aspect ratio, but I liked it. Oh, it was um, Jennifer Kent's The Nightingale. I think it was four by three as well. Really? Yeah, it was very weird. I think it works. Depending you get used on, to it. Yeah. It's it not a it big deal. No. What not. was the one that, that hit you over the head?
1: Well, I think it was Superman 2. Really? Because that was my first movie theater experience. Superman 2, that's what Zod. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was in downtown LA, and it was it was like like a real movie theater with a balcony and everything, you know, and it smelled like pee, but it was packed. <laughs> you know, I remember that,
0: you know? Oh, man. It's funny. We remember those details. Yeah. It's like going to the circus for the first time.
1: Yeah, I remember everything. The seats, the rips and all that stuff. And, and um. anywho, that was my first movie theater experience. But I didn't know. I just think that it just... It just the music and the big S, you know, and all that stuff. I was just like floored and how old were you? Oh man, well I, I saw it when I came out in the theater, so what? Eighties. Yeah, eight or nine or something like that. That's insane. How many birthdays have you had? Uh I'm gonna I'm going on my forty
0: fifth in August. Dude, you look so young. I thought yeah. you were gonna throw me like a thirty seven. No. Forty five? I have an eighteen year old, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) That's really cool, man. I mean, so what's interesting to me about that and why it it excites me is I'm like a spoiled millennial, and I know it in terms of, you know, digital filmmaking was just there, you know? And so you got to play with it when it was, like, more tactile. Like, you played with DV, but you Mm -hmm. probably, I wouldn't doubt it if you messed with an Avid or uh, 16 or something.
1: No, no. um, I started using... A uh, regular super eight, um, no, no, I'm sorry, no, 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 no. Like a high eight, high eight, yeah. Uh, it was that was my sister's, and it was funny to uh, you know to use it every time because I never had a permission. She never used it, you know. Yeah. And I did the whole uh, edit in camera. Of course. That was horrible. Uh, I did a little bit of VCR to VCR. Oh hell yeah! And everybody does that. Same, right? same. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until wait because. I mean, come on, you know, Hispanic and I'm in the projects, you know, where am I going to get editing software or of course. or whatever, anything like that, you know, this is pre-internet as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, um, so it was just like that, you know, and get some friends and go do something, you yeah. know, try to mimic something that I remember watching and try to recreate that, uh, on, on that kind of camera and just, you know, and I would say when you guys pass that leaf, I'm going to cut right now, you know, cause I'm not going to say cut cause then I can't take that out, you know? Yeah. So it was like that. Um, but yeah,
0: and then it was until that reminds me of uh, Robert Rodriguez and Bedhead and the yeah, way he, the way he did stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, you know, and then well, I'm glad you brought that up because once I saw, it wasn't a mariachi that blew me away. It was more Desperado. Yeah. And then the whole behind the scenes and mm-hmm. ten minute film school. Oh yeah. That was like, oh my gosh, you can do that. He's he giving now. away secrets. Oh yeah. Always kind of, loved that about yeah. And, and and free right? It's like free, free. film school. That's and, right. So that, that's kind of what did it, um, Rodriguez and stuff and his style. And I've always liked it. I've, like, I remember like, I, I was asked, what is it about Desperado that you liked it? And what it was, and I, maybe you might agree, but the way he would edit. And for example, the, open up the guitar, case, click, clack, shush, yes. It was all really fast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time I saw that, that I liked it, was with uh, Sam Raimi Evil Dead movies. That's he, right. He did that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I liked it then, so when I saw it again... I was like, oh, I like that, you know. But I remember right. it's cool. first seeing it, yeah. And then he's yeah. all with his metal hand, and he's groovy, you know. Yeah, that, that's cool.
0: Um,
1: so you know, I just I like
0: Rodriguez because it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's got to help that these are like almost bilingual <clears throat> bilingual films. They're not foreign films. They're accessible. They're American. They're kind of like widely accepted in this country. You know, Desperado, and uh, you have Antonio Banderas, right? He's a badass. Like mm-hmm. it's it's cool, like in a in a genre way as well. So it's I've always credited, in a weird way, like I think. And I feel like this is sacrilege saying this. Um and I don't mean any disrespect. This might just be like a, a an educational thing. But like I feel like Robert Rodriguez is, is simultaneously overrated, but also underrated. Underrated insofar as like he introduced James Cameron to the avid. He introduced, you know, 3D to the masses before James Cameron. He you know, uh what he did with the green screen, how he made comic book movies like with Sin City and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, he's just pushed the medium forward. And I love him as a pioneer for that. And he doesn't get the credit that he deserves because maybe he doesn't have like these big box office smashes. I don't know what Alita did, money-wise, but people are gonna look back at that and be like, this motherfucker was ahead of the game again, right? And he's done that time and time and time and time again. But he's also overrated in that he's like a gateway filmmaker, that's how you get in. That's how you get into filmmaking. But I'm guilty of that too, because when I saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I was like, I wanna do that, you know? Mm -hmm. so. It's like, a, I want to be a contrarian and be like, ah, is he really the, the rebel without a crew? Like, is it, is that, is it really that, but it, it is, it's what it is. Like he, he is that guy, that pioneer that, mm-hmm. that just, you know, um, woke up a lot of like sleeping giants and a lot of us filmmakers. Yeah. And so it's almost cliche. Cause I hear it all the time. Like Robert Rodriguez is that guy for a lot of people. And it's like, really, but you know, it's what it is. Like he was that guy for me. He was that guy for you for different generation, different films, you know, so I'm happy i finally get to get that out there it's weird to just want to to say that turn on a camera and be like let me tell you let me tell you about robert <laughs> rodriguez but uh but also as a hispanic as well like you know the the ensemble that he'd get together oh another small thing that i think he deserves credit for is is resurrecting mickey rourke's career mm-hmm. that goes to darren aronofsky for the wrestler but it's like uh i saw him in once upon a time in mexico and um in sin city as well yeah, that's, that's how i heard, heard of him yeah you know what i mean so He's he's a pioneer, and he simultaneously doesn't get the credit he deserves, and he also gets too much credit right, right. for waking up filmmakers. But um, so you know what did did you was filmmaking film school like even an option for you back in the day? It, uh, you know, it, I it, mean it, you're in Los Angeles, yeah, where they yeah. make the movies.
1: Yeah, but let, let me just like, and I hope it doesn't this doesn't come off as an excuse or, or however, but I I grew up the whole hispanic family the way the way we grew up it was it was very typical it was you know what are you going to do after high school what job are you going to get of course and and college was an option of course you know yeah. which i i did do um but it was always well do this because your sister is doing it go work for this company cuz your sister works there and she's yeah. doing great um kind of like conservative really being safe exactly you play it safe you know and 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 uh right after high school i went to los angeles community college and i started taking theater um yeah and and it and i had this i had this acting bug in me but i I was always distracted always distracted by the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. you know and even then I, i hadn't really grasped the whole well you should be a filmmaker it wasn't like that Uh, And then at uh, East Los Angeles College, uh, again, I was in in theater. Um, But I just really liked the whole production thing. And people that would set up the lights and all that stuff. I I liked all that stuff. But I also liked to to perform, you know, to Mm -hmm. act. At least I thought I did. And then I realized I wasn't that good. (laughs) I wasn't good at it at Mm -hmm. all, you know. But I had fun. But it it was little stepping stones that I think um, were kind of showing me a way that, yeah, give it a shot. It's not you, but try it, you know. And then finally when... I was like i actually heard a commercial for la film school you know of course the the internet was still very new mm-hmm. so i went online and i checked it out so, oh yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> you know the, the cost that it was and then my wife says why don't you just go to a community college see if they, if they offer that which they did of course and and that was it I, I went and but but before that i already had i think some real inexpensive cheap software to edit and i was doing little things with it as much as as much as it would do i was used, you know just pushing it and pushing it trying to do more stuff mm-hmm. so going and then i finally went to film school um and it was it was cool and it was a lot of like film it was called filmmaking a mm. and it was very technical it was about the candlelight and you know all that stuff and, oh beautiful I, I i'm a nerd for that <laughs> I, I wasn't i wasn't interested i was yeah. like going to shoot something did you know? take
0: like screenwriting courses i, I did not interesting no, no i did not so what did you walk away from that experience um,
1: structure. structure Story structure Yeah, story structure Setting up a shot You know The whole rule of thirds And all that stuff And don't cross the line Unless it means You know, things like that mm-hmm. Um, And how to use a camera Basically The stuff that they had At the time Um, And uh, was, that was my first taste Of Final Cut Pro Wow But it was It was a really old version I believe it The oh. 7 I'm sure Yeah Yeah um, uh, the professor was awesome, Mr. Jang. He was very, very stern, but he was funny. Mm. But, if, but if you sucked, he would let you know. <laughs> was he jaded? No, no. I just think that, no, because he would say things like, you know, I hope that I can work for you one day. Oh, that's, you know?
0: that's a great to hear. That. Yeah,
1: and that was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, so I, I had fun. That's where I met my friend. We're still friends now. His name is Miguel Ramirez. That guy. Oh man, Ugh. he saved me so many times because wow. his editing skills were just—I yeah. oh, man—he just blew me away. So, is I he had, an
0: After Effects guy? Uh, I, I,
1: he he does a little bit of visual effects, uh, but just he just knows how to cut. I wow. mean, he's it, it, for me. I see him as Walter Merch beautiful like that yeah, you know he really just real. has oh my gosh and well so if and, and then when I finally made it to uh, advanced filmmaking um it was like it's always a competition mm-hmm. you know um and it's very cutthroat you know you know and I didn't like that I mean either. it was all about I thought we were a team and you know, know. help each other do our, our work and whatnot but so I was we were doing this I was doing my project and I had my my friend who was my editor at, at that time We'll just call him a friend, and um, and we shot everything, and then he he like, hey, come back, come see how you know the progress. Okay, so I'm watching it, you know, and then it just 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 one cut to another cut, and I was like, wait a minute, what where's what happened? To everything in between? Yeah. He said, like, well, "What are you talking about? You know, well, where's this and where's this and where's that? You don't have that." I said, "What do you mean? I, yeah, we shot it. You know. Yeah. And I, I remember I even said in, in detail." Yeah, I remember you said this and you said this, and we even you could hear you in the background, and we laughed about ha ha ha, because it's on tape, you uh-huh. know. Well, I don't know. So it was, it was such a, uh, it was a whole tape, yeah. gone, right? It was gone. That hurts. And I didn't have, I thought oh, I'm done, you know, whatever. And I was just down, just oh, it was just, I, I just felt like somebody just, I don't know. It, it was, I felt insulted and, and, yeah. and hurt, you of course, know, and of course. And these are know, growing pains when, when it comes yeah, right? to this whole thing. Yeah. And, um,
0: life lessons.
1: I tell Miguel and I, Hey, how's your project? And he's like, oh, it's going great. You know, everything's good.
0: He says, he says,
1: man, I wish you would have been my DP. I said, ah, oh, well, you know, they, they put you where they put you. And I said, Hey, I, I don't have anything, man. My footage just looks like crap. Um, you can't, I can't, I, I can't figure it out. You know? Oh, just give it to me. I'll see what I can do for you. And sends it back. I'm just like no way, you know. That's not the story that I wanted to tell, but it's yeah. a story, wow. and it it, it fit. Uh, it, the the bad thing is that by that time, all the assignments were turned in, so I failed. Oh you shit! Know? So I failed uh, advanced filmmaking because of that. Wow, you know? that sucks, man. But he saved me, and and, and uh, ever since that, he's just he's been my go-to guy for advice on anything when it comes to a cut or a certain thing. That guy. He's, he's fantastic, and, I'll, and I'll, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later, okay. but, but as far as film school, that's what I did, and it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a good experience networking and meeting uh, the people, which I only st- stuck with one, which is Miguel. You know, wow. because of that. The other people kind of went their own way, and the other guy,
0: I don't know what happened. If you don't mind me asking, do, did, you, um, did you have like debt when it comes to the school? Um, no, community college is cheap. So, this was community college in East LA? No, this was, Rome no, no, no.
1: You know, I'm sorry. This was in Pasadena Community College. Oh. Otherwise known
0: as PCC. And back then it was probably even cheaper.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But even then, because I graduated high school in 94, right? Wow. And I remember like a, a class per credit was 11 bucks.
0: Holy shit. Are you kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. This is between
1: 11 and 13. What
0: has happened since then? Uh, yeah. What has happened since then? Um, do, do you talk about your to your kids about going to college?
1: Yeah, my son. Um, as I said before, I, I haven't pushed him into do any kind of mm-hmm. you know film or stuff. anything. Yeah, I just I wanted him to watch and decide on his own what what he wants to do, and um, and it was like I said, you know, we saw mid nineties, and it's like, wow, I want to do that, Dad. I've always wanted to do it, but I just wasn't sure. Now I'm sure, and you know I don't. I didn't want to tell you because, I felt that you're gonna maybe come down on me and, okay, read this book and do this and that. You know, which which I I don't. Um, but now he wants to. Uh, he applied to UT. Wow. And some other schools, but UT is like his main goal.
0: That's uh, he, epic, man. Yeah,
1: I'd be so happy if he
0: got in i hope he does let yeah. me know let yeah me know. let us know uh update us i hope nothing but the but the best Thanks. my son's about four or five years away from crossing that bridge and you know right now he's just like i don't know if it's worth the the debt you know um and it's a strange since i didn't go to college like it's a strange thing to want to convince him to go i kind of want him to just find a thing i don't mm-hmm. care what the thing is uh, but at the same time i don't want him to be the manager at a baskin robbins I want him to want more like increasingly in life, you know, every couple of years to want more. I I don't know why I want that, I just do. I feel like it will help him uh, make this world a better place or something. But with my daughter, you know, who is five years old and 13 years, she'll she'll consider going to college. Who should have
1: her own podcast
0: show, by the way. You think so? (laughs) Uh, She wants her own, we, she wants to be like a YouTuber right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I give her one of my DSLRs and I'm like, go nuts don't drop it, but go nuts. And, uh, I never press the record. I just like, let her look at herself through the camera and we'll see what, we'll see what she wants to do. I mean, everybody, her, her age right now, this is all they know. We'll see about that. I don't want her to, I feel weird about that right now. It was weird enough putting her face out there on my channel, but mm. at least I could kind of control that image. <coughs> I'm but I wonder what college is going to be when, when she, in 13 years, if it's even going to be like, I truly am curious about that. I have no idea, but, um, something to think about. I wonder what filmmaking is going to be. There's a there's a cynical side of me that's like is it all going to be AI and bots that <coughs> we create we create these cameras that are, you know, 360 and so in the edit these AIs know, you know, over the shoulder over the shoulder cut to a wide like it's kind of scary like I think humans might get cut out from there. I don't know, but it's a it's something that it's maybe not future proof. I mean, from 1994 to, to now, like the, the industry has, has been flipped, turned upside down, you know, so we don't know what it's going to be. Um, what were you doing filmmaking wise before DSLRs? Um, cause that's really when it became very accessible. What was I using or? or like, what were you doing or playing with, or like, you know, what, you know, um before you moved to Austin and everything before the DSLR revolution, like how were you in filmmaking in that world? I used to borrow
1: a um ginormous camcorder with the full VHS tape oh yeah and and it, my sister had a neighbor upstairs um, that she let me borrow it for minutes at a time because I, I guess it was really expensive yeah, yeah, you know? and i I didn't do much with it, but that was the closest thing I had. Two, something like that. Wow. And I remember thinking, wow, this looks really good <laughs> on you know, yeah. TV. Or it just looked really, really clear. It didn't look like a movie. Right. You know, it's like you see it, and you're like, wow, it looks like a soap opera. But but I was doing that. And even at one point, I had this, this really good friend of mine, Frandy. His name was Frandy Franco. Um, we, used to, we used to make movies, and, and that was like our camera. Yeah. Just the hands.
0: Really?
1: And we'd talk about it. Wow. How, how was that shot? I think it would have been great this just look, oh, oh, I think that would have been great. Wow. <laughs> you know, and that was it. You know, we'd, we'd run around or we'd talk and, you know, say something like, okay, you know, what are you going to do? Well, this is where I do this and do that. Okay. He's, when you get me, get me like from my feet and just work your way up. Kind of like, like Saturday Night Fever, you know? Yeah. And there I am, you know, like with my hands. I'm like, yeah, that would look really good. Really good. Right. He's That's like, so
0: innocent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so innocent, man. That's like being in a garage band, but playing air, air guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what we did. We'd read a lot.
1: You know, we'd write a lot. A lot of stuff that we wrote were bootleg stories that we'd read prior in a comic book yeah. or, or a movie, you know. And it was just, well, we're going to change it from Superman to strong guy, you know. Of course. But it was the same thing that we just read from a comic book or something. You know? Yeah. Well, let's go out and film it. Well, there you go. Put your hands up, you know. Yeah. That's how we
0: did it. And so what did you do to pass the time like in, in filmmaking world? As far as what, I mean, one th- one like a recurring theme that I find incredibly deep is paying your bills with art money. I feel like that's what aspiring filmmakers or creators or YouTubers or whatever the vernacular is today, large in part is. Well, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna pay my bills with this shit. I wanna be considered a professional. Do you consider yourself a professional? And when did that happen?
1: I think I'm a professional when it comes to my stuff. I, I think I'm a pro at what I do for me. Um, uh, if I shoot something for somebody else, uh, that too, you know, because I'm thinking, okay, well, they they either hired me or they trust me to do something. So for me, I take it serious and for me, it's professional work. Um, but as far as like paying the bills and mm. things like that, I've always had a job.
0: Yeah,
1: I've always had a regular job that I knew would number one, insurance, number two,
0: be able to pay the bills. Do you mean actual insurance? Yeah. Like healthcare? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of a big deal, especially when you got little ones. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't come to appreciate that until way later.
1: Yeah. So I, I really never had anything to do with, uh, you know, like I paid the mortgage this month because I shot something. Right. No, it's never been like that. You know, I paid the mortgage because I work at a job, you know? Yeah. Um, when I can, um, I'll, I'll shoot something for a client or something and, you know, make some money on the side for that. But I'll either use that because I need to um, pay off a bill or whatever, you know, yeah, or something like that. Or, or to just... have
0: some extra play cash or something. Yeah, yeah a little extra. Support. Have you ever done the filming a wedding thing? I've done it twice. How was it?
1: I've done it twice. Um, the, the, first, the first one.
0: Was practice, am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a, uh, okay, look. I knew that if I if I, I needed a camera, I needed an actual good camera. And, and for me back then, I bought, when it came out, the DVX-100B. Ooh, I always wanted that. Not the A, the, I still have it. So That's epic. Not the A. It's a, a good but, prop but to have B. lying around. It looks <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> my wife didn't like how I bought it. I had a little Honda Civic. That was mm-hmm. my car. Mm-hmm. I sold it. Yeah, this it's is fun. like
0: a rite of passage. <laughs>
1: And uh, so, anywho, you know, uh, I, I think I made a promise. Oh, I'm going to work. How much was it at the time? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I've I got to be like that. 4K, 2800 yeah. or something like yeah, that. I, I yeah, I think it was, I got it at B&H and my total, I still have the receipt. I think it was like $4,300. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that so plus, cool. you know, your tapes and all that stuff. Oh, my. And uh, anyway, so. Good stuff was filmed on that. Yeah. It, it was, Actual it, features. It, it, it did. Yeah. Yeah. And it, had a, a, just, it still has a very good image. Especially if you just you go on squeeze mode and you just right. you know, so I shot a wedding for a friend of mine and she, she knew hey you shoot stuff can you shoot my wedding and she, it was a paid gig, and the, the planning in it was fantastic I'm gonna do this I'm gonna come in do this, wow it, but it was like a very strict Catholic church so the day of the actual wedding
0: yeah
1: I thought I was gonna do what I planned yeah and this man comes up nope you can't step there that's holy you can't stand there that's holy and so, oh my so, well, god where, where do I go stand over here so the, the whole wedding is, is her way over there and I just zoomed in as much as I could yeah that was it Dang. and then finally when it was over I got to I ran behind and did the whole walk with them you know as they're walking out and throwing all the rice and stuff and of course you know. <laughs> so that, that was the first time then they, maybe about a year or two later I did a friend's wedding, which was way better, which, you know, much more, it looked like a wedding video. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't like it. No, no, actually, I did three, that one, and then I did another one for a friend, and then my other friend in
0: in Oxnard, it was by the beach, it was nice, but I I don't enjoy it. I know, it's It's incredibly frustrating that people think that, and I struggle with this to this day, and it it really grinds my gears is this whole idea that oh you're you're a video person you know how to do every, everything <clears throat> you know you essentially do everything the truth is like the way it's supposed to be is there's there's experts that that are like your friend Miguel who are editors like that's what they do and then there's grips and then there's sound people that are designated for that and so on you have directors that just do that you know and point tell you where to put the camera and Then you have actors, but like everybody thinks that we just do everything. If you're going to be hired to do a commercial or a wedding, they expect you to be the drone operator, everything. And it's like that's a weird expectation. And you, and it's just to me, we it forces us to be a jack of all trades. We have to learn how to do everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's pretty it's pretty frustrating. Um, what the heck. Sorry, I thought my door was opening. <coughs> could, be, could be my dog. Um, you no, know, but it's very frustrating. So, you know, I've done some weddings and you, ha- I've learned to be very like, do you want me to do photos or do you want me to do video? Because mm. I'm one person. Pick one. Um, or I've done video and they're like, wait a second. Um, and I make like a feature film for them. 90-minute, here's your wedding thing. And they're like, I want a four-minute thing. And I'm like, well, this is technically better. <laughs> like, well, this is my fault. Essentially, it all falls on... The filmmaker uh because we didn't set those expectations in the beginning and so there's there's so many learning curves and things that like you have to learn it's a trial by fire just through experience and i feel like doing a wedding is par for the course like almost everybody's tried to do it and in the beginning you're you know this whole there's all these filmmaker memes about like oh here's what i ate today with the exposure that, that, that y'all paid me with here. I was able, here's my refrigerator. It's an empty refrigerator picture of like, with all the exposure I, I, I got. And it's at the same time, like we have to cut our teeth. And if we're, if we're spending money on expensive equipment and filmmaking is so fucking expensive, like we have to justify these purchases and then we do it by doing free work. So it's hard to kind of pay that off that way. You know, um, I was just on a photo shoot with somebody um, who I'd love to have on this podcast. His name's Lester Platt, such an incredible photographer and um, photo editor. And I don't think I'm saying anything that I'd get in trouble for, but he he told me that he he purchased a red, right? And let's say it was like 30K or something, $30,000. And he got a client and he did the math and he's like, well, if I wanna pay this off in a year faster than what I financed it for, the payment's gonna be $1,800 or something. So I gotta get, get a client that I can get on a contract for six months, hey, pay me $1,800 and here's what you get. And then in six months, if you like what we do, we can extend it for another six months. And basically a client paid for his red. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, see, that's, those are the, the kind of shorthands that you have to just, and he's your age, right? So like, you have to kind of learn this in time. You have to, it's, it's just experience. Like filmmaking, if I were to go to film school today, I feel like they would teach me how to make movies for two thousand and four, not for today and not for tomorrow, you know? And so I can get on this big kick about where do we learn this stuff? And you could say Google and I understand that, but um quite frankly, it's all trial and error. It's 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 a mistakeist art form. It's I have to have the freedom to fuck up a hundred times to learn what not to do. And it's a very expensive trade where, you know, I mean, I've put tens of thousands of dollars in projects that just didn't never even saw the light of day. That hurts. And you can't take that back, but, but you can say you got an education out of it, you know? So, sorry, that's my... I'm rambling, but um, <clears throat> just thinking about weddings. Like, I've had... I filmed some quinceañeras, man, and I'm like, never again. I'm not that guy. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in the past 15 years, and if I had something to share to kind of, like, condense it for people, a little mm-hmm. soundbite is... As an artist, you have a responsibility to say no. And you have the power to say no. That's mm-hmm. where, that's your greatest power as an artist is to say, no, I don't want to do that. <coughs> I spent yeah. too much time saying yes to everything.
1: You have to like it. You have to want to do it. You can't, you know, oh, I'll pay you this much. And it's a nice chunk of change. But you know, what if you don't like it? What if you don't, you know, you're there the whole time and
0: there's, your heart's not in it. It's not sustainable. Then you're going to give them a crappy video. No matter what you have. Uh, unfortunately, I've, I've been there. Did you ever do the film festival racket? Uh, recently. How did it go? Or are you still in the middle of it?
1: Um, no, I submitted a short, and um, based on the category that I submitted for it, I won.
0: Are you kidding me? Yeah. That is awesome. The short film that, that I saw a trailer for?
1: Mm, no, this was, um, it's called Lest We Forget. It's a story,
0: old veteran, gentleman. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have never seen that one then. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. Dude, that is crazy. I've never won anything. Congratulations. That's Thanks. so cool. Thank you. What, I mean, did, are they, did they showcase it somewhere? Yeah, it was at a um, at a,
1: at a, Holiday Inn down in, by the airport. It's a really nice place. Were you
0: able to see it with the crowd? Yeah. What was that like? That
1: was really cool. And it's always awesome to see it on a big screen. Hell yeah. You know? And, then, Get, and
0: feeling the vibes yeah. and the feedback, the, the psychic feedback in, in, in the middle of it. Yeah,
1: and then to see everybody else's work, too.
0: You know, you're like, wow, that's really cool. Did yeah. you feel uh, fulfilled in terms of, or were you like armchair quarterback in yourself? Like, I should have did this, I should have did that. Or do you feel like, ta-da? Uh, I was fulfilled. Hell yeah. I, I was happy. That's what it's all about,
1: uh, you know. And I brought my actor friend with me, and he's he's not an actor, but he was in it. He's seventy seven years old. Really? Yeah, he's a he's a guy in the film. That is um, awesome. And uh, yeah, for him, he was like at Disneyland, you know. There's a red carpet and everything. And I told him, "That's what it's all about." He says, "Hey, well, how do I dress? Just just pretend <laughs> you're going to church." I said, "I don't know." That's and mean. and he wore, you know, he wore his military hat and stuff to rep. And he is he a vet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's uh, Vietnam. And Desert Storm. Holy smokes. And, but check this out. He was uh, Austin PD. And oh, he, he's he was, one of these guys. And he was the first firefighter in Leander. Well, he's a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of history, man. What's he his talked name? talked to him. What's his name? His name is William P. Kelly. Okay, cool.
0: Shout out to William P. Kelly. And
1: let me tell you what happened with this little film. Yeah. Now, he's ecstatic, so he, he tends to share it with anybody and anybody. You awesome, know? awesome. So he showed it to somebody that was the right person.
0: Is it available online? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Cool. We'll yeah. link it in the podcast notes. And uh,
1: he uh, he ends up showing it to this one guy uh, who who works with the veterans or something like that, <clears throat> and he loved it. Right. And oh, it's great. And he did a good job. And you know, oh my gosh, you know, Pat, you know, what a story. And blah blah blah. And I think there's a scene where he he's walking down the stairs. So of course, close up, and the stairs are pretty raggedy. Yeah. So that the guy who saw it he says i think they went over to his house and they wanted to meet him and to make a long story short they're giving him a new house he has a mobile home and it's 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 rough yeah so they're like you know we're gonna work with you and we just you know the history that you have and wow and and what you've done you deserve Wow. Something better. So they're going to bulldoze that thing and all that. And and, and like he tells me, and, and he, he gets emotional, and he says, you know what? It's because of this film. And I said, you know what? I, I, you know I'm Christian, right? Of course. So I said, you know, it's God's timing. It yeah. took, you know, eventually he knew, okay, Pat, I'm going to send this clown to do a little short with you <laughs> so that you could eventually get a better place <laughs> this clown. to remind you that I got your back, you know? Wow. So I, I tell him things like that. And, and you know, and he, he's, he's very grateful. You know, he's, and he's a very nice man. Very yeah, nice man to talk to, yeah. Dude, so, you
0: can't put a price on that.
1: No. Just, the thing is that his wife fell because her steps were bad. Oh, shit. And she broke her femur. So she's in the hospital. R- right now? Yeah. Oh, man. So the cool, the cool thing is that hopefully when she gets out, she's going to walk into a, a, new, yeah. a new home. Yes. Which is fantastic.
0: That you know? is a... Man, so many blessings there. Yeah. Was that an original script? Yeah. Dude. It was
1: based on a conversation that we had.
0: Wow. Um, that's, these, are, these are my favorite kinds of ways to develop a story. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you have a subject who's kind of like this catalyst, this inspiration, and then you kind of reverse engineer it around them. And that's truly impactful, man. That's incredible. And when did you start making this movie? When did you wrap it? And when did it premiere?
1: It's a short film. It's about, man, what, six minutes maybe. Um, And uh, I I actually canceled the one time on him and, i guess veterans such as himself uh-huh. after you, you maybe if you flick on him once yeah he's done with you you know of course so he was like ah we're not gonna do this so I, I called him up i said hey do you want can we do it today i said it's nice and cloudy it's perfect yeah sure but he was like yeah sure whatever you know yeah and i showed up and he was like oh man you're really here and said, yeah let's do it real
0: quick oh nice did so you every- film it in a day <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah. That's, this yeah. is like this is my jam <laughs> I, you know anything that's like low maintenance, mm-hmm. you can knock it out in a day. How long did yeah. the edit take?
1: Um, the edit, I, you know, it, what took longer was just maybe coloring it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the edit was, it was also in camera, so I when when uh, mm-hmm. you upload it, you kind of know already what of course what direction you're going in.
0: It's a lot better when you're filming it
1: yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so I think maybe I I
1: finished it within like four or five days. The whole thing. Fuck yeah. And then you know, thank goodness for YouTube and its free music library. You know, I need to explore that. Yeah,
0: it's not too bad. It's it's actually pretty good. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm, I need to do that because I love. It's kind of it's, it's a free hack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You Don't have to pay for anything. Yeah,
1: you can actually. It gives you the option. You know, the music that it'll pop up and say, "Hey, this this is an actual
0: artist," and blah blah blah. Really? Or you can choose the one that none of that stuff. I need to explore that. That's mm-hmm. good. To, that's good to hear, man. <clears throat> well, congratulations. And and when did this come out? uh
1: this was last christmas last
0: christmas 18 yeah oh my goodness it is so loud out there man anything that could go wrong will go wrong this (laughs) is murphy's law when you're doing a podcast um so thanks everybody for for bearing with me um man that's really cool i i've maybe done two short films in my life which is weird because i did a feature film before i did a short film Hmm. it's i don't think that's normal but um i remember doing a short film it was a a 24 hour what do they call those speed race? yeah like the 48 hour it was a 24 hour film race okay and we had never done it before and so me and my friends we were cocky like in our hometown we were like we felt like i know maybe not them but i felt like a big fish in a small pond in small pond so i was like let's lower ourselves and like do this simple (laughs) peasant shit. And uh, they gave us our obstructions. Like they were, they were pretty weird. Like one of the obstructions was you need to have a line of dialogue that says, smell this. And you need to have a tortilla press. Mm -hmm. we were like, okay. And as soon as I I heard the, the obstruction smell this, the first thing I thought of was like, okay, so the movie takes place like in this weird, like sex dungeon. (laughs) and you have like this gimp character like in pulp fiction who's like this person in a box and it's like inexplicable we're not going to explain this person and you and um, maybe someone's just so petrified they pee themselves and the the person that's like torturing these people is like smell this you know like (laughs) and so like the whole thing came just because of that one obstruction and uh, we filmed that we did it and we were so proud of it you know we filmed it. it was just all female cast and it was so much fun like this the the scramble of like oh shit we spent eight hours on this location we can't use it now now we have to do it on this location and so it looks like shit or whatever it was so much fun getting kicked out of places a thunderstorm happens great now now we're all soaked and we got to meet up and it was just so much fun and everybody was so game flash forward a week later they do the whole competition and so um, they screened the films. We're watching everybody's short films. Did you do it in that time? Was yeah, that yeah, film? we yeah, did it okay. in time. Yeah. We turned it in on time. And, um, I was happy to say that I did the edit, and so it's on YouTube as as well. It's called In Her Words, I believe. And um, I was so proud. I was ready. I told my friend, I was like, "Dude, get ready," because like I hope you have an, an acceptance speech planned because <laughs> you're about to go. He was the director. I was like, "You're about to <clears throat> to go and and uh, I hope you're ready for this, right?" And so I'm there and my wife everybody and uh we got no awards we bombed so hard (laughs) the person that introduced our film at the end of every film he would cut a joke and be like and that's why blueberries are not the way to go right like he would make like a little tag on it and then segue to the next introduction when it came to our film after it finished he was just like and the next film, like he just was no sold it. Oh, and I wow. was just like, ouch. And even then, I mean, I thought we would get like a performance thing because our actresses were so good. And the way we implemented like the the obstructions, they were like, no, it's dumb. And so we I remember the day of this festival, which we'd never done before. And you have to pay to do it, get nothing out of it. And uh i remember it landed on a saturday that was our 10-year high school reunion and so we ditched that obviously Mm -hmm. who wants to do that to do i mean but at the same time we felt like losers we were losers instead of you know i think our high school class went to the beach and you know there's like barbecues and we're watching on facebook what they're doing instead we just like went back to my friend's apartment and everybody just got hammered and we were just like woe is me yeah and it was so humbling like I, i wouldn't change anything for the world but it was like the first time I'd done a short film. And we just got destroyed. I mean, it was humbling. I mean, all we did was eat humble pie afterwards. And we were just like, what did we do wrong? Like, were we too dark? And it it turns out we were very dark, but we wouldn't have came up with that that idea unless it was the obstruction, you know? Like we were just, we we also didn't know how to play the game. There's like a way to, there's a way to, if you just want to hit the points (laughs) and win, there's a way to do that. But we were just trying to do something outside our comfort zone. And it was so much fun, but I got to tell you, like I, <laughs> it hurt so bad. Like i never, I've never won anything. I've never been best director, best editor, best newcomer. Oh, yeah. Like I've never won anything in my life. So what'd you learn from that? I learned, essentially, filmmaking is all about playing and have a, having a good time. Mm-hmm. It ain't about awards. It's not about competition. We didn't go into it to win, to do like the sweep. It was just an awesome time to hang out with some friends. I called up some actresses that morning and was like, "Hey, I've always wanted to work with you. What are you doing today? Cool. We're coming up with this story. Come to this coffee house and we're gonna develop it together. Like all that was fun. Like mm-hmm. if you're not having fun, wh- why are you doing it? That's that's what I got out of it. Because we lost money, we were rejected, embarrassed in public. Mm-hmm. Like." no soul in front of our peers, like 18 year old filmmakers were looking at us like, the fuck is wrong with you guys? And, um, but I wouldn't change a thing. Like I had a fun, fun, fun time. And, uh, I've also made movies where I'm just, I just want the day to be over. I'm like, I don't even want to do this. I'm out. You know, i I'm divorced from this subject matter. And, uh, I just want to, I want this, I want to flash forward years from now where I don't have to remember this. And. If you're not having fun doing it, why are you doing it? It's a waste of time. Can, do you have any night, nightmare stories in the filmmaking world? Um, yes. Well,
1: yes. But I mean, like, actual nightmares. Okay. Like, like, I can't sleep because of what I think we didn't do. Tell me about that. Well, it, they actually go back to, to film school. Hmm. Um, You know, and it's funny because... I had a little bit of that because, because I had seen that attitude of ah, you know, I I can do this and uh-huh. that's nothing. You,
0: what what challenge? What you know? Yes. Um, and then I could be a cocky prick sometimes. I'll tell you, <laughs> I can, but it's in in jest, not at the expense of anybody. Else. Well, some and then, and then but I've been that prick.
1: But is it is it cockiness or is it confidence?
0: It might just be oblivious ignorance. I mean, I don't know. Like it might just be dumbassness. Right. It's just like. Every now and then you can get into, I feel like this is a cop out, but like just like fake bravado, like almost like in a Will Ferrell-esque kind of like, I'm so confident, but deep down inside I'm dying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I've been that prick in real life where I totally believe I drink my own Kool-Aid is what well. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm sorry if, if pricks like me have incepted your brain. No, no.
1: I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think everybody at one point it becomes like that. Uh. And I think that, I think it's normal. I think it's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, yeah, because uh, what if you're so, I'll use the word cocky. What if you're so cocky, but your work is that good, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Or or what if you're so cocky and your work is extremely mediocre and then you have like what you had, that mm. reality check. Oh, yeah. You yeah. learn from both. You, you, you can, know? yeah. And, and, I mean, that, that that's how I see it. But to answer your question, yes, uh, I remember... There, there were times when it was late, you know, and, and, and these are uh, student group projects. And, and and I remember, okay, in film school, they teach you, they don't, no, they don't teach you. When, when it's time to go out there with a group and do a project, everybody behaves, especially in California, they behave uh, from what I, I think what they're trying to do is, oh, shoot art, 12 hours long so we're gonna be here for 12 hours but the film's like 5 minutes long uh huh you
0: know so you're saying like it's not efficient in that way or
1: no no I think that they what do you mean that they okay we have everything like, the school provides everything you know yeah. so this kid's a grip and this guy's gonna do this and this guy's here's your boom guy and all that stuff and when it's time to shoot they sh- they shoot they do a scene they cut and then they I remember that we okay we're gonna change this up and it was like an hour an hour and a half mm-hmm. And I'm in there, you know, and I'm just like waiting, and and uh, um, I think I was just holding like a reflector d- during that time. Been there. Yeah, and and, and they're taking it forever, and and I, I asked, and I, yeah, I remember I asked, hey, what's what, what's taking so long? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how they do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah. And it it was it's it was Ooh, very
0: drives me crazy too. It was
1: I felt like oh that's like, you sound like a little kid. Yeah. You know it's like no oh, just take the shot do you have yeah. it are you, are you happy move on I agree you know and yes uh, and so uh, the nightmares the, the kind of nightmares I had I'd, I'd go home and I'd fall asleep and I'm dreaming that I'm still yep. there yep and I'd wake up tired you know or, or and then and then I'd wake up and it'd be yes. like oh my gosh I woke up it's just a dream and I'd go back to, to bed and then I I'm, I'm same dream
0: yeah
1: you know oh yeah and it was that exhausting kind of nightmares and things like that but later on when we started to do like our final projects then yeah then i would have nightmares of of, of it didn't it didn't work or uh something stupid like the uh, nobody brought a camera you know dreams like that you know oh, yeah. very stressful kind of dreams like that mm-hmm. so those those are my kind of
0: experiences and um, dreams i want to talk about this one day it's difficult because nobody cares um but also it's something I would get a lot of flack for. In two thousand and fourteen I made a movie called The Seven Hands of God. And the only existence of the material is the trailer. You can find the trailer on YouTube. And I was so I was gonna film it with some friends. I was gonna film it on a on a <coughs> Windows phone. Had the script and I wrote the script in six days and I was like it was gonna be my follow up to it was my second feature and you know, I was like, This is gonna be fun, you know? And um, I got seduced to to spend a lot of money. And to invest in like uh, these these producers had like oh, here I am and I'm talking about it I'm trying not to talk about it but um they had a red scarlet camera and it was 2014 so this was still kind of like newish mm-hmm. and um we made a movie and it I don't want to get <laughs> here I am not trying to get into it but um needless to say like I don't have a copy of this movie and I haven't seen the movie since it premiered which was. May 2014 and here we are 6 years later about and uh it was really it was such a painful experience oh this is going to sound melodramatic and I'll take the heat for this but this is how it felt this is just how it felt like it felt like a miscarriage of a project it just was a disaster even though it was completed actors were paid and we flew actors in from California, Chicago, New Orleans, you know, and I handpicked all these actors and it was an ensemble piece and (laughs) I just don't, it's like I didn't make a movie, you know? It's like it never came to full term because the producers, we got into a fight, like a screaming match about it and I wish I could, if I could go back, I would change so many things and I want to, you know, really do a deep dive about that entire process one day. It's weird because people get all in their, you better lawyer up kind of, bullshit and mm-hmm. so I'm, I've always been like, whatever about that, and um, you can't really bully me or intimidate me in that way, but um I mean I didn't set out to make a movie that would never be seen I right. set out to make a movie that hopefully thousands of people can watch it and uh, it was it was in the superhero genre at the time and uh, I was proud of the story and and what we what we captured in camera and I gotta tell you like that n- experience was so painful so trying um all you can really do is like endure it <coughs> and uh, i've learned a lot from that experience most importantly like who you work with is more important than really what you're working for and what you're working towards um have you ever been a part of a financial disaster in that way uh well yes and no i, I to
1: the extent of a lot of money, no. Uh, some money, yeah, yes. Um, I, I know what you mean. And let me give you this this, this example of of how I think that must have felt like. Oh. Um, because this happened to me when my son was very little. He was maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was so distracted with. But he had a box of Hot Wheels. And every time I look back, and it's funny because that memory always comes back when I'm stressing out about something. Mm. This memory comes back. Interesting. And when you were telling me that, the memory came right back. Yeah. So my son brings this case of Hot Wheels. Dad, you want to play with me? Dad, you want to play with me? And um, (laughs) I remember just saying, no, I don't don't want to.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Just like that. I don't want to. Uh Uh-huh and his face Mm -hmm. you know his face just kind of just dropped yeah and i remember him looking down grabs a little thing of hot wheels and walks away Uh and the moment his little head goes around (laughs) the 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 door it just hit me like oh what the hell did i just do yeah why did i do that you know
0: yeah
1: so now that always haunts me
0: how many times have you apologized to your son for that
1: I think he's gonna hear about it this Forever. time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, barely just right now. Yeah, oh, I mean, really? I've told him that that it really hurt you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he
1: knows. I've brought it up. I'm for sure. What
0: it's worth that means you're a really good dad that it bothered you that much. <laughs>
1: so now I look back and I'm thinking, nah, this big galoot. You know, I wish he'd asked me to play with him now. You know, but um, so we were on on a set and we were shooting uh, uh, this film, and it was a a, a boxing sparring match, and. it was a long day I was really tired and I'm sure that when you get tired you get a little grumpy Mm -hmm. and um, in this one particular project uh, everything everything was mine okay camera the lighting everything audio everything was mine it's not a problem Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in my element I love it we're building we're telling a story we're working together I, I I love it but when you don't respect my things and mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing mm-hmm. right and um unfortunately um <laughs> the guy holding the boom got too close to the fighters Ooh. i've never seen this before happen, but uh-huh. they punched my road mic and it broke in half Whoa. <laughs> it was like hanging with the wires and just dangling were you working with jackie chan <laughs> no, no wow and i remember that sucks and i was already tired you know mm-hmm. and i liked i liked the project that we were doing um it was that project to me just felt really indeed just felt really good it felt like this is a cool story you oh, know yeah. and uh and and i saw that happen and i got upset and i didn't yell or anything but i was really pissed you know mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh, you know and the part that kind of stressed me out is that it seemed like nobody cared yeah. You know, and it seemed like, oh, well, you know, right. That's the price you pay for. And I'm just like, nah, come on. Yeah. It, you if
0: if um, how should that have gone <clears throat> for you that, it, it, you know, it would still suck, but it would taste better going down. How should that have gone? Do you think? Well, because what should the reaction have been or the consequence?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you because I'll tell you what I'm used to, mm-hmm. what I've done, what I've participated in yeah. is, hey, how much was that to me? Okay, here's my portion of it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I have that I can give. Yeah. and I've done that, you know I because I broke something one time myself, you know yeah. this is in California, but anyway, um, and uh, uh, everybody chipped in. yeah, because they said, well, we're all on it together, right. This is our project. so let's you know, so-and-so brought his own um, airy light and uh, yeah, we should kind of pay for that right And that's what happened. But in this case, uh, they kind of tried, but this one actor uh, who was playing uh, the boxing coach, he said, here, here's my card. Go on B&H and go get another one right now. Wow. So on that very second, okay, (laughs) so I I ordered another one. And the plan was, okay, well, uh, he's taking care of you, so let's take care of him now. Of course. And it it didn't go that smooth. You know, and I felt like, God, oh, well, that that kind of sucked, Damn. and it was uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth because I felt I know it's an accident, but um, at, at least try to pretend you're gonna take care of this, you know, or right.
0: or that you care, some sort of gesture,
1: and, and I, yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that that they weren't like that. I guess I was just used to or
0: expecting something else. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and,
1: and that that's that's my experience. That's what happened
0: during that time so that's a bummer um these things happen man and uh the etiquette the, the the gentleman's code or whatever like sometimes it's not always honored but those people not to make excuses for them like just haven't had the experience you know um and we work with a lot of first timers and amateurs and things like that and so that's that's part of the game unfortunately and man i now you got me thinking like have i done that to somebody and i, I probably i I probably have and so definitely feel like shit about it though if i have and i didn't pay them back or something i can't think of something but certainly I'm, i'm fucking sure um so here you are it's a new decade it's 2020 um you've been in austin for a minute now you got some accolades and short films under your belt that you're proud of you know that's that's so cool um what does the future look like, and what are you into right now?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I I love living where I live now. Awesome. I I love Austin. It's it's been great. Um, <clears throat> the networking that that I kind of did in, in California in Los Angeles, it it doesn't doesn't compare. Hmm. Uh, yes, it's cutthroat here too, but not like that. Not what I know. Mm-hmm. You know. I bet. Um, Here, everybody, so far, everybody has been great. Um, What are you doing? What do you need? What can I help you with? You know, Mm -hmm. I know this guy. I know that guy. I know this gal. It's it's been wonderful. You know, the first uh, short film that I did when we were settled in and everything, uh, I put in a a, a casting thing. And uh, I met these great people that came out in the audition for me and. And we made a little short, and, you know, we're still friends now. That's awesome. Uh, Which, I I like that. Uh, What I haven't experienced is um, that uh, attitude, like, there's a lot of, like, diva-type attitude
0: where I come from, a lot. Where you come from? Yeah. In Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah? And it's like, we're all Hollywood Junior out here.
1: And and, and, and it it got to the point where, you know, I would meet somebody, and... And the, the first thing they would ask is, um, oh, what was that? I, and I hate the question. Um, is this SAG? Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. it's not. Right. And, oh, it's not? Yeah, that's what the ad says. It's, you know, it's right. not, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it's garbage work if it's not. Right. Or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, fine, you know, thank you. Yeah. I haven't experienced nothing like that here, you know. Right, same. Uh, There's been a little bit of diva-ish, but it, you know, it, I let it go because I'm just like, well, it's kind of funny, so of course it, it's cool. Yeah, you know? but uh, my experience here has been fantastic when it comes to networking and meeting people and things like that and the support.
0: But you're really good at that, by the way. I mean, you discovered
1: me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man. Um, I, I saw you on 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 Facebook. Uh-huh. And and then I was like, who is this guy? You know? Yeah. So, but I was just, I was drawn to you because of your energy, you know, and how vocal you are of who of, of yourself. <laughs> and at first I thought, <laughs> It's so embarrassing. At first I thought, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, I didn't I, I didn't. I was like, well, he's 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 pretty brave, you yeah. know.
0: But well, this goes back to the ignorance <clears throat> thing again. I don't know anybody. But I saw it as,
1: <clears throat> well, he's, he's he's got brave for a reason. Let me see who who he is, you know. And I remember your post that you were looking for you were looking for Metallica of filmmakers. I remember that post. Yeah. You know, and I remember you said, where are, where are my, I think you said round rock filmmakers. I think maybe. Yeah, probably. And I was like, well, I don't end I count. You know, so I never, I didn't respond to it, yeah. but I was intrigued by you and by your energy and stuff. And then when you started uh, vlogging daily, yeah. that was really cool. And then your pictures and all the notes and all the writing that you did. Yeah. I was like, damn, this guy's really, you're buttering my muffin, man. No, I'm just, you know, seeing, telling you what I saw and what, like I said, what, what drew me to you. And then <clears throat> this is a good way to segue into uh-huh. the other thing. yeah. Like your hat. Yeah, I like right. your hat, by the right. way. And th- Thanks. Um, I've always wanted to do something where, because I've done it before prior to, to this, I think I reached out to you and I just
0: emailed you. Mm-hmm. I just gave you a bunch of stuff. I remember that. Right? It and really I, inspired me, in fact.
1: And I was like, this guy's working hard. He's doing a lot. I wonder if he has this stuff. Well, if he does or if he doesn't, him you know. And I think I I said if you have them, pass them on. You know. That's right. And I did it because I saw you working hard. I saw you grinding. I saw you, you know, the yeah. way. And, and honestly, no one has ever done that to me for me. Yeah, and yeah. and I wish that there would have been times because I remember stressing out over certain things like, like oh well, that kid got something because daddy paid for it or whatever. You know? Of course. And stupid things like that, you know. But I've always been like that where if I see somebody like yourself or like Miguel or something, it's like, what can I, what what can I do for you? Yeah. You know, how, how can I take you here? You're here. How can I take you here? You know? Right. Um, so I gave you that stuff and it wasn't like, it was never ever, uh, there was no quid pro quo. Yeah. It's like, who gave them to you? It doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the point is that it, it's for you and I hope you use them mm-hmm. in fantastic way. Right. Um, so that, that has been my thing, to support local filmmakers, right? Yeah. So that's when I was like, well, I want to start. I'd like to start something, uh, whether it's a hat or a shirt, right? Support your local filmmakers, and what that is is, I see it as, it's a networking apparel, mm. um, and I like you, that. you wear it, and just like you wear a Beatles shirt, some stranger is gonna come up to you who loves Beatles, yeah, and say, nice shirt. That's right, and the conversation starts, right? That's right. <clears throat> there's a lot of people who have the gift of gab, such as yourself. That's right. Uh, who don't need to wear a shirt like that, but just people that are super talented, like yourself. Yeah. And there's people that are super talented, but are very reclusive, and you don't know. Yeah. You know, and for me, that hat and that shirt is for you, so that put it on and see what happens. Yeah. Put it on and see who you talk to. Wear it and 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 you'll see how you'll network. And and I and I, I wore it when I first got it. I and mean, well, let me see what happens. And I got a gig for to shoot a barber shop, you know, a oh, commercial. That you know, is awesome. Because a guy saw it and he's like, "Hey, cool shirt! You're a filmmaker." And i said, "Man, well, yeah. Oh, I just opened up a barber shop. I'm looking to do some commercial for social media. All right,
0: that's you what know. it's about. And it
1: worked, right? So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, it, it works. It works. Yeah. So I designed the whole thing, the hat, the shirt and uh so slick support local com right is the site but what we do is it's not just that you know we you we interview uh-huh. and so far i haven't interviewed anyone yeah. i have you guys yeah i, I send you questions mm-hmm. and then you guys answer them yeah and, and that's you a send cool way and to send do it, and send it back. because i think if you answer them in your own element yeah you're gonna be yourself yeah. and you're gonna you can be creative with your edit and how you know and your background and stuff which is which is which i think it's cool you yeah, know it totally is there's a, a filmmaker <clears throat> i like a lot i did the same thing with him uh his name is tarrell Christie. uh that guy's he does amazing amazing work he's he's wrapping up a, a film a fan film on it's called miles it's a spider-man uh, fan film Ooh. and and his work is really good right so i met him <clears throat> maybe a little bit before either i when before i got here <coughs> or when i was already here and uh he commented on on a on short film i did and so i replied thanks and so then i just clicked on him and i was like hey he does good stuff too and then i saw that he was grinding every other week was another short and another short i'm thinking damn this kid you know he's just like just keeps yeah. bringing them out yeah <clears throat> and then he would also review movies and whatnot and then one day, he, he releases a short film called um, Follow You, I mm. think it's called. Mm. And, I'm, and, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, holy crap, this thing's amazing. This is so cinematic. What an awesome short. Mm. <clears throat> but prior to that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, prior to that, I did, what, I did the thing that I did with you. I, I reached out. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, fortunately, I think it was right after Black Friday, so I was able to get a bunch of cool stuff. I just forwarded, you know, just forwarded to him. And I said, hey, man, you know, I hope that um, you these, get these gifts and I hope you can use them, you yeah. know, and, and enhance your work and keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. And he was super grateful, you know, and, and everything. And and then I watched Follow You, and I didn't notice, but he says, hey, those explosions and all that, that's because of you, you know, so it's fire assets or whatever it was. Hell yeah. And I was like, cool, man, awesome. And he gave me a little credit or, or shout out or something. It's fine. I didn't, I didn't do it for that, but it was just like, because... He's like that, you know, he's grinds so much, you know. That's right. And it's like, well, why, why not, you know, why not toss him a bone, as he's saying, you uh-huh. know? you know. Um, and I, I just think his work keeps getting better and better. And, and he did another film, uh, The Spaceman. It's amazing what, what he does. And, wow. and I love that he'll show afterwards how he did it, you know? Yeah. Then you watch it and you're like, oh, man. Wow. This guy's Are from Austin? Like, no, he lives in Iowa. Oh. I believe it's Iowa. That's cool. Iowa. Cedar Falls, Iowa. Hmm, sounds about right. Yeah, <coughs> and he had a buddy. Um, they were both. Uh, it's uh, his YouTube channel is Lost Utopia Films, and him and his friend. Um, gosh, what's his friend's name? Uh, his friend ended ended up going to Frisco, and he's a photographer. He does really good portraits and pictures and landscapes. So he's he's really good. But together they used to create these these shorts. But um, but you know he's he's the one who, who stayed with Lost Utopia Films and does his his projects and stuff and but i I like to do that and i I want support local filmmakers the that that brand to be that to be about that i want somebody to wear the hat not because um oh i got it on online but because it means something Mm -hmm. uh if you notice it's the s Mm -hmm. it's it's in that little symbol thing filmmakers right Mm -hmm. because you know, as we mentioned, Rodriguez, there's a rebel without a crew. Yeah. And then there's rebels with, with crews. That's right. So it, it applies to that. And then there's the word filmmaker. It's like an umbrella um, underneath that, you know. Yeah. And not everybody holds a camera. You got a guy who loves audio. You got a guy who loves to edit. You know, you have a guy who just, oh, let me color that for you. You know, you have that that kind of. So it, there's so many things underneath the word filmmaker that people always only see it as um is a guy with the camera, you that's know. Right. <clears throat> Sometimes the director never touches the camera, you know. You have the, the DP and, and all that other stuff. So, I I think that that's for me. That's what that that uh, brand mm-hmm. means, you know, to yeah. to help you network and for you to support. <clears throat> like right now, we're in Austin, so we support Austin filmmakers. Yeah, the, my friend who wears it in Iowa, he's supporting, you know, where he's from. So it doesn't matter where you're at when you put it on or whatever. You represent that area. Yes. And I hope and I believe that you're going to do the same for others and support and help them, you know, grow. Because you never know. I mean, <clears throat> what if uh, yourself or Terrell end up doing something huge later? Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not going to say I took part of that, but I'm going to be super proud, you know, yeah. to be like, damn, I remember. I remember sitting yeah. with knives and, you know. So that that's what support looks like. I'm sorry. I'm asthmatic. <clears throat> you I've had an asthma pump. I have one. No, I, I have my own prescribed thing and I, I forgot it,
0: but. Does it got steroids in it? <coughs> oh yeah, mine too. Yeah, Let it's go good. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but um, no, you're I, fine, I feel
1: it coming up, and I'm I'm trying to suppress it as much as I could. Get it out, get it out, man. <laughs> but uh, anywho, so yeah, that that's uh, that's what uh, this company that I started, and if you go on the site again, support very slick website. You can see like the vision statement, you know, and yes. and um, uh, it's like my, it's my heart that I'm I trying to tell. be totally honest with what. I can tell what it is, you know, totally. And, you know, it's just apparel and stickers, you know, but for me, it means something. You know, it reminds me of uh, the the Batman Begins, you know, the symbol, the symbol, right? Of course. It's a symbol. It means something. So that's what it is. And and I have, I'm very passionate about that. I put a lot of thought into it and what it means for me and, and I hope it means the same for others. There's a few YouTubers that I I do want to actually just, I'm not going to reach out. I'm just going to email them, send them stuff. Yeah, And and it's not going to be, I hope you wear it on your show. No, no.
0: There's a guy you know? here from Austin. I just found out he's an Austin guy and he's a wedding videographer. Who is Matt Johnson? Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. He's huge. He's got like half a million subs on YouTube and he's a he's an Austin guy too, so you should link up for sure. Um, there's another guy. I think he has tremendous influence. I bought two lenses from him before I even knew who he was. His name's Adam Grumbo. Certainly you've heard of him. He's also a wedding videographer here. These are guys that... Have found. I mean, wedding videography is is really just another genre of filmmaking, mm-hmm. right? And just like how vlogs are like this new new age genre as well. And so linking up with those guys, I think would be really neat. I will say, as someone who has worn apparel from other brands with other identities and other um, missions, I wear this hat not just because it looks great, but because it's me, it's some. I feel like myself, it's, it's like the Superman S, like this is, this is my symbol, Mm -hmm. you know, um, as a filmmaker, it's like, here's the, it's simultaneously like my symbol, but it's also like a beacon, like the bat symbol for other filmmakers that are out there to put put it out there, to, to attract people like moths to a flame. And so that's why I like that. But, uh, there's, there's tons of great talent here in Austin. Have you ever thought about doing a, a film festival? Think about this. So imagine you get a couple of sponsors together, road people like that, and so you have a first place, second place, third place of like maybe the first place winner gets a, a donated, we can all write this off tax-wise, um, uh, Panasonic GH5 or GH4 or something. And so there's in- incentives and people say you rent out a venue and it's 300 bucks to rent out or something, and so it pays for itself and you do it. <laughs> maybe... <coughs> Twice a year, and it's the support your local filmmakers film festival, and you can take it's inter- cool international submissions or national submissions or just Austin local whatever or maybe you do, maybe you take it around. You know, you can do one in Austin, do one in Dallas, do one in Corpus, San Antonio. There's Texas is so big. You know, it's like five European countries, <laughs> um, but depending on, I mean, it would be a great brand awareness thing but it also supports the cause and it'd be a great networking event too and um i think we need more of those down here like i I almost i've been here on again off again for (coughs) six years or so or gosh longer since 2012 um on again off again and i i almost don't know like everybody's so spread out you know there's not one localized where i came from my hometown it was it was like a melting pot of you knew you knew all the filmmakers you know because it was so small here, everybody's so spread out. Like you said, Leander, there's Flugerville, there's round rock, there's Cedar park, there's Austin proper. There's Buda, San Marcos, Mm -hmm. new Braunfels. Like there's, you know, um, Wimberley, like there's so many different places and filmmakers that like, it's kind of hard for everybody to get on the same page. This is kind of a sidebar. But, um, when I first got here, I did a casting call and you see the way you're supposed to do it. You know, like, I'm using this, I do that here at this time. It's very, like, not personal. But I made, like, a, a five-minute video with subtitles, and I put it on Austin Filma- Austin Filmmaker's group page on Facebook, and I got banned because of that. Like, it wasn't the way you were supposed to do it, I guess. And I remember just thinking, like, okay, fuckers, I see how it is. Like, you know, uh, I did it to myself, I guess, but, you know, I'm always trying to find new ways to connect with people, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I mentioned earlier maybe it was off mic about like this social anxiety of like it's hard for me to go out to mixers especially i don't drink you know really and it's hard for me to like it's almost corny you know not that i think i'm better than it but like to meet with people it's very like um it's very like uh speed dating sort of like i'm not this is corny to me i can't do it but it's way like the way i've always met filmmakers is through the, the podcast is like a gateway, but it's also like, um, hey, do you need an, an extra hand in your short film? You go, maybe you film behind the scenes, maybe you, maybe you carry a reflector or something, and before mm-hmm. you know it, you have shook hands with everybody, and so you walk away with some contacts and it keeps going. Like That's like the best way to network, but doing a support your local filmmakers um, film festival might be easier than you think. And as soon as you got one, you got all the data you've collected of what you would do different next time. And, you know, I would even, I would do this. This is like my, I throw this into every idea I have. But if you do a support your local filmmakers film festival and say it's local here in Austin, make a movie about that. Film a behind the scenes documentary about from the inceptions to the meetings, to the whatever, to the completion, to the award ceremony night or whatever you want it to be. And use that as your um promotional material for the second one, you know, and so mm. on. Yeah. And capture that process. And not only is it great, like great material to, to look back on and say, Wow, this is dope, but it's also promotional material to to promote it for the next time and maybe you can get more people donate stuff, you know? I mean shit, like S D cards, UV filters, um umbrella, you know, uh, stands, mm-hmm. um, Pelican cases, like stuff, I mean, hey, this is not nothing to sleep on, like, this is really cool, and if people want to, you know, you get Canon to sponsor and shit like that, it starts getting really interesting, you know, and it can pay for itself, so something to think about in the future, you know, um, also hand out some hats over there, bumper <laughs> stickers, I mean, <coughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's an idea that's that's firing me up, and, and support your local filmmakers, when I saw that website, I was just like, here's a guy who is taking this ball and running with it, and and uh it it, i mean you're it's a touchdown man so you have to keep doing it for sure
1: yeah thanks uh we do plan on um doing little things here and there like for example or every so often have a giveaway of sorts um and you know no for no reason just to give it away yeah right and it'll be like a contest i guess yeah whatever they do whoever does likes or whatever you know that kind of thing um Another thing that route I'd like to get into is make flyers so that I can take them to uh, community colleges, yeah, you have to let me you know of course, and um do something like that, just get it out like that. And, but I like the whole film festival then that'd be pretty cool.
0: yeah, I love this idea of like I've tried to do it so many times, I' just really suck at it um, Somebody gave me this advice the other day of like once you achieve like a certain amount of I don't want to call it fame but like clout or something, then everybody wants to work with you. So in a weird way, I'm trying to reverse engineer that and get my name out there where it's big enough where people will come up to me and then all of a sudden like they'll listen to me. But mm-hmm. right now, nobody wants to listen to me.
1: Well, look, let me, let me tell you this. And, and
0: see, <laughs> well, What I was going to say is I've always liked this idea of like filmmakers assemble, like mm-hmm. uh, the X-Men get-together of filmmakers or the Avengers of filmmakers get together because when you bring a bunch of incredibly talented, hardworking people together in a room, sparks fucking fly. And that shit is why I'm in this. I'm not in it for the fame, for the money, for the glory, for the victories. Like, I'm in it for the, can we get a bunch of brilliant minds in a room and like, do some cool things that we can rant about later in and, and, and a cheerful way and say, man, that was fun? Like, <coughs> that's why I'm in this. I don't care about anything else. Right. Just to, just to qualify that.
1: No, I, I, I know. I, I know why you're in it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of, or what are your thoughts on this? For example, like, I never wanted to show my mug ever Mm -hmm. on anything my name and i made this and and that's it Mm -hmm. uh for sport local filmmakers i i didn't want people to know who i am or what i do Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um that's just how my how i work you know um but i've been told differently no you you need to get out there you know yeah i want to and that's fine but i don't i don't want it to feel or seem like it's about me I get that. Trying to make a buck. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to, because it's not, it's not about that. Yeah. Sorry, what do you think? I, I, I'm asking for advice, I guess. I
0: get that. Um, <clears throat> so that's where you have to be creative, I think. So me and my wife have a company called Indie Darlings. And the whole idea of it, what I want it to be is, and I've never said this publicly because I'm still developing it, even though we started this company a year ago and you know it's tax season so we're we're like oh we're looking at what we did and our progress and all that and and so we've pivoted like the mission statement a few times and and now where i think i'm comfortable with it and where it clicks and it feels right is like i to me i want it to be like an indie label like for creatives a label in the music sense of like um if if a Band back in the day, now anybody can just make music willy-nilly, but back in the day you'd want to get signed to a label. You want to get signed to Def Jam or Interscope mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I'm old, so those are the only ones I know. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and under that umbrella, like you'd have this label and you'd, you know it's kind of like a, the X-Men once again. And so that's what I wanted to turn into is eventually, like, if I see an artist that I like, support this person and I can create like this packet for them where it's like, if you want a podcast, if you want, if you need studio time, if whatever you need, I want to be able to explode you because I believe artists are like as powerful as CEOs, like artists, whether if you're a wedding videographer, a photographer, a painter, a musician, a SoundCloud rapper, I don't care. Like whatever you are, you kind of need to be, I don't want to manage you per se, but, and this goes back back to your question because I wrestled with this exact same thing. Um, But I do want to, I believe like if you buy stock in an artist and they explode, I mean, that's a good investment, right? So like I've been looking at it like that. I eventually want to grow my business into sort of like a label, but not just for music, for everything. I mean, maybe even not music, but there's certain, like I have a really good barometer of like, I know when someone can explode, if they have the ability to reach a critical mass and... And cash out right because if you invest in a, gosh, like who who was like uh, the most recent filmmaker that came out of nowhere in your opinion? Uh, the guy who did Shazam. I don't know that person.
1: Uh, what's his name? Um, sorry, I'll well, just respect to that to that guy. Uh, I, Pony Smasher is his uh, really his Twitter name. I think is this or, a
0: young kid? Like, is he young? Uh, no, maybe he's, he's been around for a minute. Maybe he's your age. Okay. Uh, and then he's young just kidding um but like being able to find someone before they even have that at bat that opportunity and invest in them and like be their the jersey so to speak and like push them and, and connect them with like opportunities and all that like I love that when they start at the ground and then when they explode cool they I don't need anything from them per se but like I really love that and maybe that means creating a website for them maybe that means Taking social media <laughs> photos and writing blogs and whatever, like expanding their brand, right? Because I believe in artists are CEOs essentially, like, and they should be, they should have employees mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, Andy Darling's to me is like, yeah, I, but I don't want it to be the Knives Monroe show. People are going to get that twisted. So, it's strange because I'm a director, like, I want to be behind the scenes. I never intended to be in front of the camera, like, that was never part of. The idea. It just happened that way. And I think it's a product of the time. If I was growing up in the 70s or 80s, I don't think it would be the Knives Monroe Show. But because we're in this Instagram, Twitter world, yeah. you know, I, I've almost been forced or coerced um, into being a YouTube presence or whatever. And so that's why I got my own podcast and, and all that. But indie darlings for me is like, I'm okay with people knowing that I'm attached to it, but it ain't the Knives Monroe show. So I have a separate YouTube account for indie darlings, and I only want it to be like artist profiles for other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I almost like, I have to. This is where my, my, how I started this. Like you have to be creative. Like, so then it's like, you know the the short films or short documentaries or whatever profiles that I do for other artists like you, what you're doing with support your local filmmakers. It's like, I don't want people to know that I'm behind that. It doesn't matter. So whoever makes these films, th- there are no directed by knives. From, it's not that Right, right. Yeah. it's not that I want it to be its own thing. And, uh, and that's just, that's something else. I don't have all my eggs in that basket. I'm still knives Monroe doing a podcast and still doing other things. But, um, So I kind of feel like don't give in to the pressure of you have to be the face of it. Like, no, you just have to come up with creative ways where it is its own entity. Like Nike, uh, I forget the guy who is the CEO of Nike right now. Um, I forgot his name. But they have all the athletes sport Nike or Adidas or something. Like that's the way to do it. So I think you're on the right track of like getting other filmmakers to wear the Jersey for you. You know, you want it to be its own entity and that where it exists on its own. I think, you know, um, the good news is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like I think, uh, doing like a film festival and doing like these social network event. It does not even have to be a, a, a festival. Like you can host, you can rent, you rent out a bar for three hours and like host support your local filmmakers, the networking <coughs> reception, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever you know um, create a web series that's every Monday at 8 p.m. like it's support your local filmmakers the show like where it's not you in front of the show it's 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 whatever you want it to be it mm-hmm. can be claymation or whatever like whatever you want it to be so I mean just keep I, I'd say like it, it's not gonna hurt the brand that that you're the guy I mean at the end of the day people do care about Leonardo da Vinci they like his work they don't need to know what leonardo da vinci looks like but some right. people can trace the dots connect the dots and say that's who it is and yeah. and that's cool too but i don't want to tell you how to run your show but like with my business it is a business like i wanted to make more money than it costs i have an overhead you know so certainly the cost of goods that you invest in your apparel is not free right so you want to at least break even or whatever so don't feel, and I think this is a Hispanic thing, and I'm also Hispanic. Like, I I think it's like a Hispanic thing to feel guilty about asking for a sale or asking for a shout out or something like that, or basically doing the business part. Um, but shit, man, people buy empanadas, right? I mean, like, people will <laughs> like to buy the the conchas. People like it, so be <clears throat> proud of that and own that, and um, and uh, find creative ways where it can support itself like it, like its own self reliant, um, bipedal organism. Like you, you want it to, you want it to, and it yeah. takes time and it takes people, you know, um, building relationships is how you're going to do that. That's more powerful than currency. I mm-hmm. think you know that. <coughs>
1: That's why I, I like doing these little videos, um, uh, especially the one that, like the, the one that you sent and Terrell sent. And I, I think we have like four of them, uh, because it's, it's, Yes, it's on our webpage, but it's them, you know? Yes. It's you, and it's 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 who you are, and, you know, and I, I, that's how I want to keep it. For sure. Yeah. I don't like that. But I like what you said. I mean, I, I guess you do have to maybe sometimes Yeah. go out there, or, you know, and I think it is a Hispanic
0: thing. It is. <laughs> is it, I read this book, you and you I've said quoted, it, and I've like, quoted it so many times. <laughs> there's a, a book written by Juan Ochoa. Entitled Marihuano, and I have it on my bookshelf in my bedroom. And one of the lines in the book is, One of the worst things that you can do to another Mexican is be successful. And it's kind of like funny, but it's also like low key true. Right. You know, like my family, some of them, not all of them, some of them are like, Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Some of them are like, Who the fuck does this guy think he is? No. You know, yeah, and, and it's like, Hey, man, right I, I'm on. trying to eat. My kids got to eat. And like, I just want to do it on my own terms. You know, yeah. I don't have to. Work for a corporation to to do that. Like I I want to fill this bucket up, so my kids don't have to call another person daddy. Uh, That way, my kids have they can be their own boss, and this could be something if they wanted to walk into. You know, like, you know, I always tell Claire like, this might be the worst thing I say on the show, so forgive me. Um, But we talk about like investing in stocks and like investing in Apple stock and Facebook stock, Google and stuff like that, and actually saving our money and and (coughs) you know. diversification and like, you know, putting money in helping it work for you. And I tell her, just how white people went, all right? This is how white people fucking <laughs> get to create old money, you know, like in Hispanics, like I'm a third generation American and uh, I didn't have a nest egg mm-hmm. to start on yeah. third, you know? But the way I see it is I was like one of the first of my, I was the first of my generation to grow up with like central air. So it's like, I, I, in a way, like I did start on third base, you know? So, and my kids are even more spoiled than I was, you know? So at the same time, like, yeah, there's this weird sort of, um, we don't have it in our, like, I don't want to say ancestry, but like, we don't have it generationally to pass down this information, you know? So we have to get it from one another. And I, I really believe in, and it's part of why I do this podcast of like, is, Collecting the best information that I know works and giving it away for free. I mean, this is exactly what you did with those digital assets that you gave me three years ago. So that's what we're doing right here. And I think if you continue to do that and make it really about the mission, people will support that forever.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because I, 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 you just never know. You just never know who you help and what happens. You know. And uh, like I said before, I mean, it, I want to see what you do you know or the next guy i want to see what he does you know he's great already you know uh one of the things that i i i forgot who i told but they were like well why do you want to give away free stuff you know <clears throat> it's not free stuff it's free tools that's know? right it's yeah. free tools that you, you i think that might be an asset for this person you know yes that's 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 how i see it uh i want to go back to a little bit of the hispanic talk um have you heard the uh Rodriguez interview where he went to UT and he spoke this was when he was promoting the El Rey network
0: and I may have yeah
1: and and he he said oh, something Oh yeah he's
0: like in a like in a in a in a like, like a, a classroom like a classroom yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah. and he said something that I, I think it was like spot on man he he said you know why where are the Hispanic filmmakers where's you know where's all this Hispanic talent you know and like nobody had an answer you know and he said you know, I I showed you guys. You know, I made a mariachi and I showed you guys how I made it. And the next year there should have been a t- ton of you guys. You know, where were you guys? You know, and then the, the, he went through the list of people who were giving him. Oh, they don't have Ghana. They don't have this. They don't do. You know, but then the the truth is that, uh, and it, I don't think this was like a cop out or a, or an excuse. But I think it, it's true that they we don't have we don't know where to go. You know, as as a culture, we're just the way you said it. You know, some some people are like. You know, good for you, son. And people are like, yeah, who, who do you think you are, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, or have you had this somebody say this? Hey, what do you do? I'm a filmmaker. Oh, you do that? What does that even mean?
0: When I was growing yeah. up, and I'm sure it was even worse for you, was, <clears throat> would you know how hard it is to make it? Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but everything's hard. Yeah. Everything that's great and mm-hmm. worth doing is, is hard. Oh, so yeah. it's like shooting
1: you down before you even try to take off a little bit. Oh, yeah. You,
0: you know, know uh, real quick, on that note, and it's a, I'm, I'm, it's not just a Hispanic thing, but for anybody out there who can relate to this, there's you, you want to attract the, this filmmaker uh, that I heard one of my filmmaker friends who was the first guest on this podcast Dave Knopp, who has his own YouTube channel oh Knop top Knopp top yeah oh it's, it's you know like, yeah there there you go Dave like you know <laughs> this guy we're, we're fans um he he had told me that Peter McKinnon another filmmaker on YouTube said that you want to surround yourself around people that say good for you not. Um, wouldn't that be nice or mm. something like that, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. there's a big difference between, you know, good for you. Like, that's great. Like you got to win. If you're winning, I'm winning versus like, Oh, you know, like, wouldn't that be nice? It's kind of right. like a neg. Yeah. Right. So I, when I say 50, 50, like my family, it's probably more than that. But um, a lot of the dinosaurs are dying off, you know? So, I don't get it as much anymore and I think I've proven myself to them or whatever. But growing up, it was just very like that local.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not trying to impress you by things that I say, but that's why I reach out to people like you. Yeah. That's why, like you mentioned, um, Chris Sanchez. That's right. That's why she's my friend, you know. When I first met her, we met at eBay and um, I, she said something very small about filmmaking. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Let me go talk to her." You know, yep. and I approached her, and and I remember her telling me that she really appreciated me coming up to her yes. and saying, "Hey, I'm a filmmaker too," because she's been wanting to meet and network and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and and now you see her, and you see how much she's grown and all the amazing stuff she's done. She's so cool, you know. And, and it's you have to stick with people like that, you know. Yes, I agree. And uh, because I think somebody like you, somebody like her, somebody like Terrell, makes me want to be better not than you guys but just me better in what I do in my craft and whatever uh, whatever aspect of or a or, uh, filmmaking that I'm gonna I agree that I'm gonna do
0: could you imagine if me you and Chris got together in the same room <clears throat> That'd be pretty nice sparks would fly <laughs> like I truly truly solely believe in that like more, I think I'd more be quiet and just hear you guys I'd no, just be like watching you guys I would want I'm to doing. be the quiet one taking notes <laughs> down for sure but uh, you're a very selfless filmmaker very selfless Christian person and like my rebuttal to what Robert Rodriguez said in that UT room about basically like, you know, like, where's my gente, right? Mm-hmm. Is, I think it's a self-esteem thing. It's a, I don't know if I have the confidence to believe in myself, to even invest in myself. I think it starts with that. And um, what you're doing, Carlos, is is really, you know, when you came at me with those digital assets, It was at a very hard, dark, grinding time, and you know we were talking about throwing bones and whatnot. Like for me, it felt like, oh, maybe I'm doing something right, you know. And and that goes a long way. And nobody wants to give anybody nothing, like in this business or in this life. Nobody wants to to say, "Amen, brother." Like nobody even wants to do that. It's just like, "What have you done for me lately?" Type of thing. And so. It made me feel like, well, oh, I, you know, I'm doing something right. Something's got to be making sense. If 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 I made a big enough wave for someone to even notice me, like, that's that's got to mean something. So, I mean, you're doing that, and that's just one person's story. Like, you're gonna impact hundreds, thousands, several. So, please just keep doing what you're doing. Um, where can people find you on the internet, and uh, how can they support support your local filmmakers?
1: Well, before I answer that, let me just say this: that I have reached out. To a lot of other people. And they don't reach back. So. Snoozy Lou. <laughs>
0: there you go. That's their
1: loss. <clears throat> uh, support your Local Filmmakers.com. That's the website. And on the website. Uh, it has all the little links to Facebook, Instagram. And YouTube. The YouTube one takes you right to the interviews. And there's also a separate. Uh, within, within the website. There's the, the interviews that you can watch. Which we call our featured creators. I love it. Uh, we. We had a goal to, to do one a month, um, but the holiday season, of course, kind of you know, a little bit dist- about distraction it. and stuff, but, but it's been cool. Chris was supposed to be my December mm-hmm. uh, and I, I they just timing and stuff. Of course. Yeah. Um, but, and I actually do have an actor friend of mine uh, that his video is done, but he was supposed to be January. It's just. Yeah. it's it's been it derailed a little bit. Of course. <clears throat> so supportlocalfilmmakers.com. You can go on there. Uh, you know, for hats, shirts, apparel, and stuff. And like I said, it's just it's networking apparel, mm-hmm. and, and people will like it. People will see it, and they're gonna question you. They will question you. It's it, already happened. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Facebook under L Carlos Diaz, as in the Carlos Diaz. And that's like a, a, a family inside joke mm-hmm. as to that name. <laughs> but there's a bunch of Carlos on Facebook. So mm-hmm. when I chose that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm this guy. I'm the Carlos And smart. then the same thing on, on YouTube. I think it's the same. And you can see some of my work on there. It's nothing spectacular, but my work is there. <clears throat> and um, I do want to say one thing that you don't know about. I okay. think you would get a kick out of this. Ooh. So there's a, there's a network called Iron Dragon TV. Mm. And they have a show they have a, films on there, a lot of kung fu films, a lot of action stuff, and they, uh, they their first uh, show that they have that they're producing is called Joaquin, uh, and it's basically Joaquin, a, mm-hmm.
0: not walking,
1: no Joaquin like Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's it's like the, the the easiest way to describe it it's it's like Constantine, ooh, if Constantine was Hispanic, okay, ooh. so it's very Latin. Uh, Ooh. uh influenced. Okay. I like it. Um so uh they have episode 1 2 and 3 uh and uh the actor who plays Joaquin his name is uh, uh Stefan Molina uh who's the guy on, my, on, on our next feature creator. He we got in we we, we we talked a little bit and he says, you know, that they wanted to they they I guess they needed to go a different route hmm. or, or something. <clears throat> I make a long story short. I, I'm I'll be directing. Are uh, you serious? Yeah, I'll be directing that and shooting it. Wow! How long are these episodes? Um, at first, I believe they wanted to go a full 22 minutes. Yeah. Um,
0: but so it's got act breaks and everything. Yeah,
1: but now they're not, which is cool uh-huh. because we have a concept of no shorter than 12.
0: Wow, this uh, is so
1: cool. No longer than 22. Dude, so that that each episode is going to be like that. So I like that.
0: We have if to... you need a five minute episode, let me know. Okay. <laughs> no, trust me. If you ever want to change it up, I,
1: I have people in in mind, and you're one of them. You know when the time comes. Sure. You know, um, but that <clears> is so cool, man. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I I've turned in two episodes that I wrote. And I'm just because there's so much. Especially in the Hispanic culture when it comes to...
0: Dude, all we have is, like, know. machete. <laughs> you know? I love Danny Trejo. I can't get enough of Danny Trejo. Yeah. But, like, when I walked out of Black Panther, I was like, that's cool. That's cool. But, like, where's my fucking Mexican superhero, man? Where is he? Yeah. You know? Um, or she, you know? Um, I saw Super 1 on Netflix. <laughs> it's kind of a joke, but it was yeah. it was kind of okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. So, What's your name said one time? Michelle Rodriguez.
1: She doesn't like the idea. Of- I love Michelle Rodriguez. I think I don't know they approached her to be something, in sure. Marvel or something. Uh-huh. And and she didn't want to because she said which is really cool. Uh she said, uh, no that character's not Hispanic. Uh if you want a Hispanic character, then create one.
0: I love I love her. Yeah. I love her her character. What is it? She? Yeah. In Machete. Yeah. I love, I wanted so much more. Like I love all that. Yeah. Uh Rodriguez tying this full circle is like really good at it kind of Representation in that way, and like making you feel like this is a like, even though Johnny Depp's not Hispanic, but like I loved his whole concept in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, you know, um,
1: you know what that was awesome was uh, uh Willem Dafoe, he was a uh, played a Mexican oh, drug lord. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that
0: yeah. Cool, yeah, that is cool. I'm fine with that just for yeah, people yeah. being like uh, cultural yeah. representation, whatever. But uh, no, I thought that was cool. And uh, man, this Joaquin idea is like, we can we got to have an off mic like meeting about that just because. I have this dream project that is centered around Hispanic leads. And it's like, it's like my Watchmen. And I would love to, I'll never be able to produce it. Like I've almost given up on it. It's 15 years old at this point. But um, I remember after watching, I've never said this on mic before, after watching Once Upon a Time in Mexico and Kill Bill and like Sin City all back to back. Like this is, I was 16 years old. This is mm-hmm. the year, the the summer I became a filmmaker was was that. And I just wrote like 600 pages of like a story. I didn't even know what screenwriting was. I didn't know how you made a movie yet, didn't know shit. And um, I've since adapted it so many times. And uh, um, the lead character is Mercedes Moreno, you know? And I've just like always dreamed of like, but it's almost like, how do you, where do you go? Like El Rey maybe? Or like, where do you go to even produce this or pitch this? But um, that's a dream project that like, I don't even like to think about Mm -hmm. because it makes me so sad because my whole life can turn into just that and it has been that and a decade will go by and then you're not making anything you know so you really have to kind of kill your darlings and move on to other things but in terms of if you ever want to world build like man it's not often that i say i got ideas fucking coming out like a fire hose yeah but when it comes to that space i fucking do so that's that's a conversation for another time but uh I'm glad you mentioned that, man. And uh, where can people watch that? Is is it a YouTube network or is it a ch- uh, like? Uh, on it's th- an
1: app. You can actually download the app. It's on Android and Apple and so you
0: could up. probably find it on Roku or something. Yeah,
1: it's on Roku. It's on Apple TV, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's Iron Dragon TV. It looks like the uh, like the Mortal Kombat yeah. dragon. It looks similar to that. Oh, that's cool. And there's like I said, a bunch of stuff you can watch on there. Um, but I guess I think Joaquin is the first actual show produced by the network. Oh, sweet. So that's that's pretty cool.
0: That is awesome, man. Well, congratulations on that. That's a big deal. I look forward to that. So I'm going to have to catch up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'm gonna fanboy when your episodes come. <clears throat> on. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for for doing this show, man. We gotta do it again. Yeah, thanks. This is this is a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you felt okay about it, and uh, I love you so much, man.
1: Thank you. I love you too, man. I next time I, I I'll bring my inhaler. This is I got mine. If you I'm actually it. embarrassed, man, I just dude. Like, no, <laughs> I got mine.
0: I feel you, dude. I I uh, I'm allergic to dogs. I got a dog, and so when I lie down on the couch, I I get wheezy and shit, and so I feel you, man. Uh, it's terrible. I'm all about yeah. that life. <laughs> Catch you next time, man. Thanks, man.